Welcome to the second podcast. This is April Ramey of Antler Alchemy. This is D-Real Graham, your friend from Black with Plants. And we're a relationship with plants. And we're really excited because this is our second podcast. And we're, we already planned to record this one on 1212 not really thinking about 1212 being some like 1212 like portal basically of the full moon um so basically the full moon's the 1212 and then the 12 other 12 is that we're in a 12 year and then beyond that what happened is on the pacific coast uh to time i think the full moon happened at 1212 a.m and that kind of really opened up this amazing number 12 portal, which is a great way to finish the end of the year in the 12th month. It's very finalizing, it feels for me. Uh, and I feel like it's a great number. So we're here in that portal, utilizing it, and we're recording the second podcast, Just the Full Moon in Gemini. And the real, I've been watching you on Instagram, as hopefully a lot of our listeners have been. And if you haven't followed the real, his Instagram is very real. <laughs> and you've been highlighting recently your health and wellness and your practice around each chakra system and what foods and herbs that you want to drink and imbibe in that have to do with that specific chakra. And I thought it would be really great if you expanded upon that, um, what you've been uncovering, and just to begin a dialogue about it. So I want to hear what you got to say. I didn't know at the beginning of the year that plants would bring to my attention the sickness in my gut. Since I have been aware of my discomfort in my solar plexus chakra, I have been committed recently to being more curious about caring for my body holistically, not just relying on herbs or food, but thinking about sources of nutrients on a molecular level. I was doing some research. Uh, trying to understand herbal healing practices so I can apply remedies and recipes daily, not only to improve my relationship with my stomach, but to um, really give me insight into medicinal plants. And along that journey, I came across this quote that I'm going to share briefly. It is from Secret Doors. Ethnomedicine of African Americans. It was published in 1994 and it is credited to Wanda L. Fontenot. The quote goes, a person who is made unable to function in their role and becomes a threat to self and society is one who is considered unhealthy. Before reading that quote and before the quote resonated, I didn't really understand what unhealthy was, let alone that I know what it felt like to be unhealthy because I was delusional. I was ignoring all of the signs. Mm. So once I did a Google search on herbs and foods for solar plexus healing, I realized that it was attainable. 
it was possible for me to lower the acidic levels in my gut, lower the inflammation by consuming more bananas, uh, consuming turmeric, adding ginger to my uh, herbal blends as well as food, and just being mindful about my intake process through the day. And I have to admit, it's only been two weeks of me focusing on my core, which is my stomach. And I've already noticed that without dairy, without sugar, without processed foods, I have higher energy. I'm less distracted and irritable. And I don't have to worry about um, where I'm at. There was a moment in my life where I had to really map out my time because if something triggered an upset stomach, I would be required to step away. So I encourage listeners to think about their health, not from um, a pathology stance, but from a salutogenesis stance. That means figuring out what's already happening in your life that's working well for you so you can match those foods and match those herbs and match those time periods throughout your work week and your work day to make sure your root chakra isn't out of focus. Your crown chakra isn't out of focus. And what you can do to ensure that your third eye, throat, heart, solar plexus, and your sacral chakra, um, this their state. Like, what can you do to just listen to your body to ensure that those vital nutrients are getting to those locations, but also you're doing your best to make sure that those locations are not calcified. Love it. That sounds amazing. Have I love you that noticed, book. Have you noticed when you are um, focused on your chakras, when you are uh, matching foods and matching herbs, you're able to experience uh, less frustrations throughout your day? Oh, yeah, totally. I notice. So it's interesting that you are in this like period of your diet because I haven't really been having salt or sugar um, or any processed foods, but really no salt or sugar, um, it, which is a big deal uh, for me because when I was in the States, because I'm in Mexico still, when I was in the States, it was, it was more challenging to not have sugar. Not that it's not challenging here, it's just that I've been making my food every day. And mm. I, the other day though, uh, yesterday, I really wanted chocolate. And yes, I have cacao and I've been making chocolate, but I was like, I really need something sweet because let's be real, I'm about to start my cycle. And that kind of overread, over like, it got over me, you know? I was like, I need something. <laughs> so I went and I got a piece of chocolate cake. Very good, you know, heady, delicious piece of chocolate cake, you know, the best that you could get. And I ate it and I was, so jittery I was so like my stomach was like in knots I felt how my body was going to crash later and I could just feel what it did to me and it made me realize you know where my health is at now um, so your question is like have I ever done that or how do I feel when I like actually pay attention to my health and my chakras and so when I actually pay attention and I do those things and I take care of myself, I feel so much better. And it's interesting because at 
quote that you read. Can you read it one more time for me? I would love to. The quote goes as follows. A person who is unable to function in their role and becomes a threat to self and society is one who is considered unhealthy. Exactly. So I love this quote because when people look at me, they're like, oh, you're healthy. You're so healthy. And I'll agree to some extent. And then there's the times where I say, oh, well, you know, I ate that really big piece of chocolate cake and it made me feel really unwell. And people are like, oh, but it's just one piece. It's not a big deal. But as you know, with your stomach issues, and I'm sure other people know who have stomach issues because let's face it, irritable bowel syndrome is definitely a big thing in the world right now. Uh, when, you, when you eat these couple of things that don't make you feel well, you notice right away, especially if you know what it feels like to feel healthy. And then you can feel it so immensely and, and, and intensely. I felt that chocolate cake literally in three minutes. I felt the nausea. And I said, why did I do this to myself? And, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's okay. I'm, I'm okay that I did it. Um, I'm, right. I'm, I'm glad I did. We have to embrace the pain. We have to embrace it sometimes. But in that moment, I felt really unwell. And I was really a threat to myself in society because I didn't know what I was going to do. And it, it was one of those moments where I was always reminding me why I can do some things. My body may have a slight reaction and it might not be as harmful a reaction or something that takes me out like other people might have, such as gluten, dairy, refined sugars, processed sugars, uh, regular sugar. Those things may not damage me immediately in such an intense way where I am not able to function. However, when I don't have them in my diet at all, the way that I feel is true health. Like, except that health that I feel is the uh, catalyst, is the reason, and is the inspiration for me to abstain from those foods. I'm so proud of you for recognizing when your body raises red flags after ingesting foods that. Uh, trigger discomfort. I think my time with food uh, prior to focusing on the seven chakras aforementioned, I was dulled to the sensations and uh, ignoring the sensations because I thought it was normal. Exactly. Have already uh, brought to the listener's attention. If you can experience wellness and health, not just the feeling of joy and happiness, which is fleeting and hard to sustain with mm-hmm. just consuming food and uh, consuming in general. But if you can think about not introducing foods to your body that pull your energy down or that make you irritable or angsty, you'll really enjoy those moments when you're just nurturing your body based on the Um, herbs and foods and um, uh, nutritional products that give you um, uh, those uh, upper fillings. We're talking about 
not really being able to pay attention to the signs that your body was giving you, it made me think about this time with my father when he was experiencing this moment with his kidneys where his doctors were basically saying that they, he might have to go into dialysis. And when he told me this, I said, dad, you need nettles. And of course my dad doesn't really use any of these herbal things, even though he's the one who taught me, you know, to eat whole wheat and, you know, growing up in his era, he was seen as progressive when it comes to his health and his wellness. But now that progressive is kind of behind because things have really changed. So I wanted him to get to do nettles. And then he explained to me, I asked him to explain to me what he was drinking during the day. And he was drinking about like five to six diet sodas a day. And I said, if you, even if you don't drink nettles, just stop drinking the diet sodas. And he did that because I said, you know, you're going to your doctors in two weeks, just test this out. Don't drink any diet soda for two weeks and see what your doctor says when you go back for your test. My dad calls me two weeks later and says that his doctor said, well, I don't know what you did, but whatever you did has start, is starting to reverse the signs of kidney failure. And my dad also told me that he was surprised that his pee was not neon green anymore. And I remember being shocked and being like, dad, what are you talking about? No one's pee should be neon green. Your pee should be clear if you have enough water. You're supposed to piss clear. It's a thing you learn in the Burning Man culture. Piss clear means that you're, you're hydrated, you're less likely to get angry, irritable, and have other issues. And uh, so when you were saying that, like you weren't paying attention and you were dull to the effects that were happening to your body, I feel like this happens a lot. And even for me, I didn't know what cheese was doing to me. I didn't know what gluten was doing to me until I stopped and then got healthier and then had a piece of cheese and felt what it did to me. <laughs> so I think that's a very important point uh, to understand because a lot of times we're walking around not really sure how unhealthy we really are. And this goes for mental health, emotional health, relationship health, sexual health, all the different things until we improve upon something. And we all have our blind sides. We all have the things that we consider normal that if we told someone else who's, who's a little bit healthier in maybe just that area would be like, that's actually not normal. <laughs> you shouldn't really feel that way if, if you were doing things properly. So I thought that that was a very good point and it made me think about my father and I wanted to share that story so that if any of our listeners are wondering if they're in this space and they're not sure if they're paying attention to signs, to be able to really think about and maybe have dialogue with people and not be afraid to share what's going on within your body. I had a client who like never shared that every time she ate, she was gassy and that's not really how everyone should feel after they eat. So just wanted to put that in there. I'm really happy that we're encouraging people to listen to their bodies, to take moments throughout the day, not to, indulge in intuitive eating or mindful eating or to associate any of the um, buzzwords that are popular in culture right now. All mm -hmm. we want for our listeners is to be. Mm -hmm. uh, 
your full self at all times. And hopefully wellness and health are in focus and something that you center, especially in those moments when you're feeling vulnerable or sensitive. Mm -hmm. And reaching out and being able to talk to someone about it, I think is really important. Um, that's the real vulnerability. That's another place of real vulnerability. And I think that being able to share what's going on helps give a little lens and, and maybe gives someone the opportunity to be taken out of the first person perspective and be able to see it from another vantage point. Yeah, we don't talk about circadian rhythms enough. And I hope in a future podcast, we can talk about what does it mean to consider the benchmarks that we use to measure time, both clock and calendars. And if that is allowing for us to truly pay attention to our constitution. Our constitution, our circadian rhythms matter and should motivate us uh, as we consider our choices. Oh, we can definitely talk about it because I've got a lot to say about that, but right, not right now. <laughs> not right now. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah. a lot to say about it. Maybe we'll talk about it because you, daylight savings is coming up at some point, I think. Yeah, I wanted you to, um, touch on traveling, not mm. just ethically, but considering that we want motion and movement in everyone's life, right? We want mm -hmm. people to enjoy being outside of their comfort zone in home uh, communities or childhood communities. So um, can you encourage our listeners to think about ways to return to homeostasis when abroad or out of state? or in travels? And can you talk about some of the ways you nourish yourself when you are away from your home apothecary? Mm. Yes, because that is exactly where I'm, what I'm doing right now. I encourage everyone to find the herbs that really work for them and resonate for them and the form that they really enjoy taking them and being able to figure out a way to bring those with you. It's almost like, you know, making sure you have your headache medicine when you go <laughs> on a plane or whatever, your like sickness medicine or whatever you need, right? So it's, a, it's pretty much the same thing. So for example, right now I'm in Puerto Escondido in Mexico. I've been traveling basically since October, but I've been out of the country since the end of November. And I have with me my three specific tea blends that I always like to travel with. One is for sickness. So like if you get head or colds, like um, if I get any sinuses, my throat hurts, if I start to feel any type of way that, that resonates like a cold. Um, and, or if I just want to enjoy like a very warming tea that brings me home and works on my digestion and kind of like feels really good on the throat and is really nourishing. Like if I went out singing or dancing or out somewhere and I just really want to protect my throat after a night of fun or day of fun. Then I have one that I like to travel with that's really good for my, like it's, it's pretty much all alteratives, like nettles, dandelion, um, 
drawing a blank on all the things right now. But this is an herb that I like, a blend that I like to have that works for if I eat something that maybe I shouldn't have eaten or I didn't know that there was so much sugar or salt or dairy in something that I eat when I'm traveling uh, because I don't always make my own food. Then if I feel like that, what I ate might have any effect onto my um, digestive system. I have that one to help clean the blood, clean the liver, clean the digestive system, um, kind of bring me back into like homeostasis and bring that, um, bring my body into space. And then I have another one that's really good for my pussy health, basically, um, because, you know, I want that to be on the Jimmy Jam up and up all the time. And it just so happens that that one also happens to be a really good blend that's for my heart. That's really good for if I'm homesick or if I feel lonely or if I, you know, just having any type of like emotional unrest in myself because of anxiety, fears, sadness, or, you know, my pussy health is out of whack. Um, so I really love that one too. And I can go into those blends later, but the point is, is that when I'm traveling, I bring my own tea bags, I bring those teas, and then you can get hot water anywhere. Everywhere in the world is hot water. Even when I went to uh, Colombia and was in the Sierra Nevadas with the Arawaku tribe, where there was no running water, no electricity, None of, none of the modern conveniences. There was still an abuelita tending a fire all day long with a pot of water on it so that they could have tinto and te, like coffee and tea. So even in the most remote place I was in, I was able to imbibe and ingest my herbs through tea. My other favorite way to travel with herbs, which I have also, is tinctures and flower essences. So I'll bring like a flower essence with me so that I can work on like my emotional psychological levels. I have um, a tincture for me. I have my mugwort tincture so that I can make sure that my menses come and keep myself regular. I have a tincture for me so that I can be able to go to sleep because sometimes when you're traveling, um, you're not able to sleep in new environments. So I have one that I use that helps me go to sleep. And then I carry one that's really good for my heart. And yeah, so I just kind of keep everything, my little home apothecary kit, I travel with my essentials. And that's going to change for each person depending on what they're doing and what they're dealing with. And I love to tell my students and I love to tell people and um, I'm sharing with the listeners now that like, there's no excuse really except for the fact that you just don't want to do it, which is fine. That's a good one. But to bring your own tea bags and to bring your tinctures, those are really small items that you can bring, even if it's like one tincture that's got all the things that you want in it and one tea that you want um, and then a couple of tea bags. Very simple. And then, of course, my other main thing is I bring a hydro flask or any type of container that can hold hot water in that tea bag. Um, and I prefer hydro flasks um, that's just a brand name, but I prefer that type of style that traps the heat for a long time because then you're able to really get that overnight infusion style feel. And also you're able to pour out hot water 
a hot tea. So like, for example, I've been sick for the past three days and I was able to make that tea, let it steep, get the like four or five hours that I really wanted to really get the medicinal qualities of the tea. And then I was also able to pour it out into a teacup and drink it warm, which felt so amazing on my sore throat and in my like sick body, right? Um, and I didn't have to depend on finding a teapot and like only being able to steep it for 20 minutes. And these are the things that is called like self-reliant. And, and these are the, these are the type of things that I like to be self-reliant on is my herbal remedies. And they've come into mini into handy and my roommate here, she was sick and I made us a large big pot of the tea and the next day she felt better. She got stung today and I had one of my salves and then that fixed it for her. And so these are the things I bring with me because um, it prevents me from having to go and find a pharmacy in a country that I don't know, you know, and then taking whatever is there that maybe I don't know the name or the ingredients or the qualities, which isn't any different than in the United States because most of us don't know the name and the, the things that are in those stuff anyway. But it prevents me from having to do that. Um, in the most rare cases, like one time I had really intense altitude sickness and after like five days of trying to cure it with herbs and coca leaves and what they use locally, um, my friend's mom went out and got me this the, the pill that helps and that I felt better and it was great you know so I'm not saying that sometimes allopathic medicine isn't perfect just saying that there are things to do before going that route and then also I agree yes yeah and then also I think it's important to have these remedies because also while I'm here I've been talking and asking around, of course, looking for the local herbalist and the person that knows the knowledge. And it's not always easy to just jump into a brand new culture and find that herbal person if there's even one there. Because sometimes in a lot of these places that you go, people are trying so hard to be westernized or to be american and to have these modern day conveniences that they are squelching and pushing down the indigenous learning and knowledge of the land or basically decimating their land or they're walking around all these medicinal plants and don't really know or they know some of them and but they're not really able to be like oh this is what you do and um my goal when I travel is to find those people and to learn those medicines. However, when I'm sick, I don't want to be searching for that person if I haven't found them to be like, Hey, what herbs do I use? Because that happened to me in Costa Rica and I almost died. Um, I was coughing up blood and had strep throat and I had no one around me who was willing, who was able to help me or who knew the knowledge of local plants. I didn't even have anyone around to like really help me get to hospital. And I was able to finally get home without being able to swallow. And my mom when she picked me up from the airport, immediately took me to the emergency room. They immediately stuck me with a needle and intravenously fed me morphine, antibiotics, saline solution, everything I needed to be able to basically exist and survive. And then for two days, I was on that regimen before I was able to even swallow and talk and come back into being who I was. And the doctor said that if I had come any later, that I potentially could have died. 
And so it's very important to me now, like I'll go without a fancy outfit or a shoes or some other things that maybe I want to bring that's an extra item for traveling so that I can fit my herbs because I learned how important it is to be able to stay healthy while traveling. And I do this in the States. I do this every day. I make my own teas. I have them with me. Um, there's been no excuse. I diet herbs all the time, one herb at a time as I'm on the go. Um, and I'm always making sure that I'm able to have some relationship with the plants at all times. And I love searching for new plants where I go and I travel. And then I start to do, um, dietas of those plants while I'm here. It's important for our listeners to know that they can do this. And I hope that our podcast serves as encouragement. I am not currently traveling. I am trying my best to stay in my locale and really be mindful about my energy being exhausted and my energy returning and my attention to my chakras, my breathing, my relationship with herbs and herbs and foods really helped me return to homeostasis. And for the people who, again, maybe not owning a French press right now, uh, maybe that's a good reason for you to reach out to a friend who owns a French press and you both can work together in tea blending and herbal remedy making. I uh, also just want to remind the listeners that we are not speaking from uh, a purist place or as evangelical. Uh, we just want you all to know that your health matters. And the more we talk about health, the more we explore remedies. Hopefully, these preventative steps will help you avoid extended sickness, mm-hmm. prolonged illness, and give you the reassurance that you can return to homeostasis and return to health and wellness, regardless of the adversity that you're experiencing. Yeah, I mean, my teachers that are teaching me Spanish here were surprised that I was only sick for three days. I have a little bit of a residual nasal congestion just from all the fans and the dust going on, but they were just like, wow, because everyone else had it for two weeks, three weeks. so, yeah, I think it's a really important yeah. thing. Um, and and then also, if you, don't have, if you don't have a French sorry, press, it's, it's okay. If you don't have a French press, a mason jar works. Um, yep. You know, you just need two mason jars, one to put the herbs in the bottom, pour the boiling water over, let it steep, and then the other one to have a mesh strainer and pour the liquid into. And even if you, like, need, you don't even have a mesh strainer and you need to kind of, like, put a top over top of the other mason jar and pour it out really slowly, slow medicine, you know, so that you can get your, um, your tea without any herb in it for a little bit, tiny amounts. You might have tiny amounts in there. It won't hurt you. Um, so, you know, you don't need a lot and you don't even have to go out and buy mason jars. If you have old pasta jars, old, whatever, it doesn't matter. So. Do you want to talk a little bit about herbs as teachers or should we give the listeners a little bit more insight to ways to care for their uh, chakra point? I think that we should go with the herbs as teachers because 
I think that would be really good. And I think that when it comes to the chakras, you have the highlights on your stories and there's so much good information there. Like it's a plentiful amount of information. It's like you put, you've really brought together a lot of the information you found all over in different places into one cohesive outline. And I think that it's really beautiful to look at your highlights um, and check that out on Instagram and check out each chakra. It's really beautiful how you did that. So yeah, yeah. Thank you for noticing. And mm -hmm. if you all are on Instagram, black with plants, uh, the at sign in front of the B uh, will pull you directly to what April just mentioned, the mm -hmm. highlights on herbal infusions that can support your chakra health. And I also just wanted to make sure that you all understand that we are available even when not recording the podcast to screen questions, to be a sounding board, to participate in your wellness journey without being domineering or um, um, patronizing you. Of course, yeah. We're all learning. And speaking of learning... I launched today the Herbs as Teachers course, which, Daryl, you took last, the last one that I just did. And this class is, uh, this course is a five-week course, being able to really dive in deeply with one plant at a time and open up the beginning knowledge, knowledge of working with plants and doing what we're talking about, this French press, dieting of the plants, how to like do this while you're on the go. And then also um, being able to get the first understanding of the alchemical traditions and the, like the secrets you know, of why herbal medicine and astrology and the occult all go hand in hand and bringing it all together really going into like altars and directional medicine and kind of looking at your own life and applying these and coming up with your own pantheon of how your mystical experiences are happening and bringing that together with the plants and being able to allow the herbs to teach you what they need to teach you. After my many years teaching this class, a couple of years teaching this class now, and I think I've done four sessions of it, the um four or two i don't know i can't even think of numbers right now but basically what i've noticed is that each person has their own experience and it's really amazing and i just think it's really amazing because everyone has their own experience and i love listening to each person and what they learn from the plants because each person learns something different there might be similar themes uh, that go through but a lot of the times sometimes plants have like different messages for different people and it's just been an honor to be able to hear those messages over the time I think uh, herbs have magical powers I probably knew that before taking the online class with you but it's a fact that um, every day after the last session, I have um, made it a point to visit the local co-op to grab herbs in bulk, not just to use as novelty items, but to really understand how each herb impacts my constitution or give, uh, provides me relief, um, respiratory relief, or um, uh, sometimes I'm, uh, again, anxious or um, 
dealing with lower back pain and instead of ignoring those signs and allowing for that to become chronic my work with herbs have really showed me that it's possible to prevent long-term illness to reduce mucus grab nettles grab an adaptogen like lemon balm if you want to support gut health grab ginger root grab some turmeric there are quality herbs available at the marketplace and i also want us to think about 2020 what we can do to use available green space indoor and outdoor to grow our own herbs to include in our intake so we don't have to just depend on being a consumer herbs are teachers they are ancestors I actually call my herbs friend more and more every day because mm-hmm. I realize they are helping me live my best life. Before I um, add water to the herbs, I always thank the herbs for being here in my life. Uh, mm-hmm. I always make sure that the herbs tantalize all of my senses before I take my first sip. And I've been trying to make that a daily practice. It also reminds me to thank the sun for its rays and the moon for its reflection, the earth for keeping us grounded, the water for nourishing us. Our relationship can improve with the natural world simply by making an herbal infusion. And I hope you all find the um, mixing and blending of herbs as fun as an alchemist would uh, a thousand years ago. Uh, will you be making it um, known the link to sign up for your class? Should they check out Antler Alchemy on your Instagram? What's the best way for our listeners to sign up for the teacher, uh, the Herbs as Teachers workshop? Yeah, so I will put a link in our podcast information to my website that has the information there as well. It's um, in my Instagram too has the main link and um, yeah, I'll be blasting it out. And because I love you guys so much, the podcast listeners and also the people on Instagram. And since you're here, I'm going to let you know that I have a coupon code for the, um, the herbs is teachers starting today until the solar eclipse on the 25th. Um, in Capricorn, my sign. So the coupon code is all caps DEC for like December, DEC 1212. And that takes 66 off. I like that number a lot. I like 666 a lot. And I just felt like, you know, it's all six is part of 12. And and so that um, will give you a discount off and then also there is a opportunity to sign up for the scholarship so you can apply for that too which can all be found on the website um, that i'll have us linked in the uh the show in the show notes and also you can find it in instagram and if you go to my website antleralchemy.com there's the information there too before we end today's episode i just wanted to um, highlight one more quote for our listeners. Mm, yes, Quotes please. resonate with me and help me not be passive. I have remained committed to my health and wellness journey because of the quote 
from uh, Wanda's uh, book on ethnomedicine, but also because of this Paul Robeson quote. The man who accepts Western values absolutely finds their creative faculties becoming so warped and stunted that he almost completely is dependent on external satisfaction. In the moment he becomes frustrated and their search for these, they begin to develop neurotic symptoms to feel that life is not worth living and in chronic cases to take their own life. I never got to the point of wanting to end my own life, but I did get to a very low point of uh, unhealthy state. And I don't want that to be the reason why our listeners adopt the best practices that we are sharing to improve or amplify their health. Please don't wait until you are dealing with chronic pain to uh, gravitate towards Antler Alchemy website or uh, Instagram feed. Don't wait until you're um, dealing with significant pain to send Black with Plants a DM. Start today, I challenge you to grab uh, scrap paper and um, your favorite writing implement and throughout this week and the rest of the month, whenever you notice your body is uncomfortable, whenever you feel weak, write that down. Think about what happened before and what you're going to do after that experience. And you'll notice that it's not just the food and the herbs that you're relating with. It's your uh, narrative that you're reframing. It's the confidence that you're boosting. And you'll realize that uh, the community that we notice on the plantagram is really rooting for you. So please take care of yourself, listeners, not just to have a hot girl summer. Uh, in 2020, and not just to have big dick energy in 2020, but <laughs> so we can all remain in solidarity and full support of each other. Exactly, because that's hotter, and it'll still make you a hot girl summer <laughs> and big dick energy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For real. Yeah, and um. We should probably highlight on a, I would love to see if we could find someone who's a specialist in that area of like uh, suicidal thoughts and chronic pain that we could highlight and have a discussion on. Um, I know that you've been in a really low, low, as you said, I've actually attempted on taking my life before. So I think that would be a really great conversation to have in the future, maybe in January, if we can find someone who's like full on, expert or studying in that area. I have my own personal experience, but, um, you know, I love learning from other people who have more extensive knowledge. I think that would be an amazing conversation to have, uh, to really get deep into, uh, that like darkness. Cause I think that there's still like, we want to pull people out of that, you know, our listeners or anyone who's feeling really going in that direction. It would be great to pull, someone out and realize that there's community for you, that there's resources and people who want to discuss these things. And that really like each day, like you're saying, journaling and staying close with oneself and understanding what's triggering these places, super important. And, you know, let's, let's work on having a conversation on that. It's not going to be easy, listener. You will be confused. You will cry. Yeah. You will snap. You will have difficulties ahead of you, 
in order to um, nurture yourself, that is a part of the journey. But totally. I'm here for you. We're both April here is for here you. for you. There's thousands of people wanting you to take this journey so you can fulfill your life destiny and just enjoy the bounties of life. No more fear thinking, no more operating out of desperation, no more self-deprecation. Harm reduction starts in an individual. It's not an agency's responsibility. It's us taking agency and autonomy to reduce harm so that we don't magnify that harm uh, as we navigate the world. I hope you all will shoot us a DM or drop a comment on either one of our platforms to talk about ways you are nurturing your mind, body, spirit. If you have questions about chakra uh, points, there are more than seven, but the seven common uh, locations are available on the web and at your local library. I really want the listeners to take advantage of April's uh, online series on herbs. Five weeks from now, or five weeks after completing that program, you will feel sexy. <laughs> you, will experience, you will experience humility on a level that you haven't before. And when you are roaming, you'll be able to see these herbs in a way uh, that you had in prior to the class. Mm -hmm. All right, Daryl, I love you. Love you too, April. Uh, relationship with plants. Boom. Episode two. Episode two. Final. <laughs> <laughs>